All right, football fans, welcome to this week's edition of the Fantasy Hour on Tap. I am your host, Premier Amp, joined this week by my guy, Edgar. Edgar, how did week eight go for you before we trot right into week nine, my friend? Uh, it went really well. I think we, I mean, Cameron won like seven of our eight leagues. Oh, Jesus. So come leagues. from behind, we were like 0-4, no, 0-3 in one league, like to start off, and now, now we're coming from behind, so. There you go. There you go. Uh, you know, uh, coming off my, you know, uh, good week seven, I came out. I had a decent week uh, eight, actually. You know, I won two out of my three leagues and won again in the on tap league. So uh, I'm streaking a little bit, buddy, streaking in that one. Um, so it just feels good. So we're at week nine of the NFL season already, man. A um, lot of a lot of football still left, but, uh, you know, typical crazy season, man. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier, actually, tight ends, man, tight ends suck even worse this year than they did the previous couple of years. It's a terrible position. Um, but before we dive into all that, I'm going to do myself a pop the tab segment cool. myself because Edgar's got to work in the morning, so he's going to just take it easy. I myself be here right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with a citrus twist bang. So let's let's see what we got here. I haven't had this one yet. I don't think. There we go. Let's see. What is it? Notes of lemon? Is that where you're going to taste? Notes of lemon? Hmm. Tapered off by orange peel. Yeah, I don't... don't, Yeah, maybe. I'd have to see what it totally entails here, but not not bad. I I might kick this one back again. It it, it is citrusy. You You can tell. Not bad. So, let's go right into the action here, guys, with the league crawl tonight. So, just to start off, uh, Pat Mahomes, it uh, looks like as of today, he is still doubtful. Um, looks like he won't be a go this week uh, with that uh, knee injury, right? That's what it is. I don't know. It's knee, ankle, all the above. Yeah, it's like his ankle and knee. So, like, yeah, I think it's, he'll still be doubtful for this week in hopes to return, like, next week. But there's still, I mean, there's still always a chance. He's a game-time decision. So yeah. we won't find out till the actual day out. But if I was, you know, if I'm betting money, I I doubt he plays. Yeah, I, I have a feeling feeling he sticks out this week. I, they've got Minnesota, I think, and that's a a good a good game. But I think a little more time off, uh, you know, is all right. They're still on the winning track. Uh, next up on the list this week is D.D. Westbrook. He left the game this week with a neck and shoulder injury. And man, that that was a kicker for some people in fantasy this week because it was another it was another decent matchup and. Um, you know, I think, uh, he's probably going to be somebody that I would watch out for this week because they have the London game, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, yeah. They have the London game. And so I would expect to know pretty that, soon. Yeah. Yeah. That, you, you should know pretty soon. It looks like he can play, but he's, it's still designated as like a game time decision, even though there's a lot of reports saying that he, he will play. He has the ability to, he just, he had that shoulder injury before. Um, and he just left later in that second half. So, yeah, so that that's a tough one. But I mean, that they should be able to do just fine without him with all the other, you know, talented wide receivers they have. Um, speaking of wide receivers, I'm going to jump to somebody else really quick. Looks like um, Adam Thielen could be back this week uh, with a hamstring injury. He's he's scheduled to kind of be up there, uh, especially since they're they're rolling right around right along in Minnesota. And uh, they could definitely use another helping hand because 
Diggs can't do all the work right now. They don't really have much else um, in the in the way of receiver. Um, has he been? I, I didn't get a chance to check on him. He has been participating again because I thought yeah. he participated he is, he's been, almost all yeah, last he, week, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, he he missed most of last week because it was a short it was a short week for him because they went from Sunday to Thursday Thursday, to Thursday night. So they weren't going to risk it. It's a hamstring issue. So it's one of those injuries that's easy to tweak back. So they, the, you know, the Vikings didn't want to risk it. Figured it was a short week. I think it was against a really bad opponent. Uh, oh, it was against the Redskins, I believe. Yes. Yes, it was. So, <laughs> a, very, a very bad game, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was terrible. But figured that they didn't want to start him, you know, against a game that maybe they you know easily not just easily win, but why hurt him in a short week when they can use him for the rest of the season? Yeah, especially since like I said, they've got the winning ways going. So why waste uh an injury on something so minimal? Um so we'll speaking of injuries and in, in a team that really should just chalk it up at this point because they played not good, but they their their quarterback covered this you know their their weaknesses for the week. But uh, Matt Ryan is still in question for his injury. He wanted to come back last week from what I saw. saw, But, I mean, Matt Schwab did pretty decent. Um, my jokes all aside is, you know, I, I was sitting at the Bears game, and when they show the scores or the scores and, like, other stats around the league, to see Matt Schwab as a leading passer for the week <laughs> over a guy like Mitch Trubisky, you just want to just kick yourself in the gonads and go, what the f- – what? Okay, this guy's like 40-something years old, and he can come out and still sling the ball around. Um, so, I mean, it, Atlanta's up shit creek without a paddle anyways. So Yeah, they're 1-6. And, six. and yeah. it looks like Dan Quinn anticipates Matt Ryan playing. But again, it's one of those, it's one of those injuries where it's going to be a game-time decision. Like, whatever the coach says now could be 100% different. Yeah, day here's, here's my game-time decision. Sit your ass on the bench. We suck anyways. You're 1-6. You're yeah. What the hell are you going to go with this? Um, and and if you, if you still, I mean, I, myself, I know I have Matt Ryan on a roster, but at the same time, it's like, even if he's active, I'm not probably trotting him out there over somebody else I have. Yeah. Depends on the matchup. But, um, so we have actually, after this, man, we have a plethora of running backs on this list, man. I'm going to just name them. Yeah. David Johnson, Mr. You know, mystery of injuries. Uh, James Conner left super late in their game with an AC joint uh, injury on Monday night. Uh, Benny Snell, also of the Pittsburgh Steelers, left with a knee injury. Um, Sounds like his is touch and go. He he might be okay. Um, And then, you know, James, or not James, I already said James Conner, Chase Edmonds left with a concussion. And then as of that uh, situation, they traded midweek right before the deadline for Kenyon Drake. And the question going around is, well, do you play Kenyon Drake? Um, we'll get into that situation here uh, later down the road with uh, the happy hour. But, man, Arizona's been hit with injuries at running back uh, and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. It's crazy because even uh, that was the other player I was going to mention was Jalen Samuels uh, for Pittsburgh. The, he yeah. practiced all of last week, and they still and sat week. him. And, and, and they sat him last week. So, He's somebody to keep an eye on as maybe being their guy this week if Connor can't play and or Benny Snell is out as well, um, yeah, which is like, not a bad option looks, for. Them. No, I was gonna agree. Like it looks like Samuels is like ready to like he, he's ready. He feels great from what I've been reading. 
Uh, Connor, on the other hand, that AC joint slash clavicle issue that he has, he can still play with it, at, you know, as the season progresses. But it's gonna it's gonna be something that's gonna hinder him, and it's gonna hinder. I mean, being a running back laying down your shoulder multiple times, there's a high chance that he can re-injure that or even like make that injury even worse. So Jalen Samuels is gonna be the, the man right now. If you know, I would I would say the same for Benny Snell because he. He was a good like three down like workhorse type of back, um, just because of his like physique. But yeah, I'm not sure as to what the severity of his knee injury is. He's just not practicing at the moment. Right, and I I, I want to say it was wasn't it the right shoulder for Connor as well, that's or is that. it the left? Yeah, I think it was it, the right. yeah, and if that's the right, I mean, if he's, I mean, you most. Most people, I mean, I could be obviously wrong on it, but a lot of players and people in general are, um, you know, right-handed and will lead with that side of your body. And if it is the right and he is right-handed, um, yeah, that's going to pose a little bit of a problem for your shoulder to be the, you know, an issue. You take a hit, you fall on it, um, you know, you're, you could fumble. That's going to be another big situation for him. And, you know, Steelers are fighting back still in, in their division, but... At the same time, if you have a plethora of running backs and the next one is only just a tick below how good the other one is, you can you can do just fine. I mean, you do have Mason Rudolph at quarterback, so um, you, know, you do have that situation. Not saying they're going to make it far with with him at the you know signal caller position. Um, last player I want to bring up um, that I see here is Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, he's got a concussion. Which hey, guess what? Uh, that might be the best thing that's happened to him this season because fantasy-wise, he's done shit. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean about it, but this might be a good thing for everybody else because Cooper Cup can keep going off and then you can plug in Woods and at least be happy with it and Gerald Everett and stuff like that. I mean, one of the most disappointing players I've seen so far in fantasy this year straight up is is Brandon Cooks. I mean, he was a high-target wide receiver, and he's been somebody that just hasn't performed really at all. Um, do you have any other, you know, words, Edgar, for all the, you know, uh, injuries going on? Is there anybody else that uh, you want to pinpoint on? No, I mean, the only other person I have is AJ Green. He may be coming back this week. There's still some like news up in the air as to, you know, is he still injured? Is he just a little bit upset with his contract? what exactly is going on. So there's still a mystery behind whether or not AJ Green's going to play this week. He looks like he's healthy and he's ready to go. And he's been practicing. It's just, there's nothing been said as to, is there a green light or a red light in, in terms of him playing? So it's just something to keep an eye on. I mean, if, if I was him, I'd probably um, continue to ride the bench if I could, because I don't know how confident I am coming back to the situation he's going to have to come back to. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I, I personally like Ryan Finley a lot more than Andy Dalton. A- Andy Dalton's just an atrocious quarterback. Ryan yeah, Finley showed I mean, a lot of good, a lot of good, you know, passes and just a lot of good showings during preseason. I mean, albeit it's preseason, but. Yeah, but, you know, it's. <laughs> he he's, got a, he's got a rapport with Dalton, man. So, I mean, at the same time, I'd feel much happier if I'm A.J. Green coming back to Andy Dalton than coming back to a guy I really haven't played with. So, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. 
I don't, I'm not saying I think Andy Dalton's a great quarterback, but at least he could sling it and he could probably just throw it up to AJ Green. I'll uh, take a lot of, you know, lessons from that. Some other quarterbacks just toss it up to your best player and let them make shit happen. Um, so with that being said, we will move right into the next segment here to the power hour. Now, some players, I, I still don't understand how Garner Minshew, and, and this is being serious, how he's still only 49% owned um, in, in a lot of leagues. I'm not saying he's great, but when you need a quarterback that you want to get consistency out of, uh, he's one of the most consistent that I'm seeing. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, he's had a couple poor, I mean, he's had a few poor games, but he he's consistent and that's what you want isn't it i mean right now i'm looking at it he's the 11 he's the 11th ranked quarterback yeah i mean he's been doing great um he's been like the model of consistency and he's he, he has played a couple bad teams like cincinnati and the new york jets as of late but he has a you know has a really good schedule um playing the houston texans next week which nice. I believe give up the six most points to fantasy quarterbacks and give up the most points actually to receivers so DJ Shark would be a good play there, but we'll talk about that later. But, so, I th- yeah, I think there's a lot of good days ahead for Minshew. The only thing that's going to hinder him is whether or not they decide to take him out for Nick Foles. Yeah, no, you don't do that at this point, honestly. <laughs> I'm just I'm just. No, I agree. I agree. So, I, I believe you're right the, the you know, the hot hand. So, looking at this, he's had only one bad game, and that was against the New Orleans Saints, where he had only 4.6. Yeah. Other than that, Edgar, He's been over 15 points every time, which actually technically he's been over 16 points every time. So you can't defi- you can't you can't fight the fact that he is consistent. One bad egg is not the be all of end all. And like you said, his he's got a decent schedule. I just want to pinpoint one matchup down the road here. Actually, two matchups down the road here. Um, he's got Tampa Bay in week 13. Okay, sign me up for that train. And then do you want to know who he has week 16? Atlanta. The worst team, pretty much, against a quarterback and receivers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have the you Chargers too in Oakland, too. So that, like, that playoff. Right. And that's, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's only pinpointing two of the matchups. Yeah. And that week 16 one is a huge one. And, and I'm not saying it just because I am somebody that honestly has him, but that is a matchup that can win you a championship potentially especially if atlanta at that point's like two and 13 or some stupid you know that, that's a man that really is something where they're probably just going to chalk it up and they'll set everybody and they'll be even worse than they are now um but yeah i i really you know don't understand how he's not more highly owned at that point um some other names that we have here on the list for uh running backs are Darius Geis, like you put in your article, which is a great piece uh, to take a look at for any of our listeners. Seriously, you know, I looked over it and you covered the basis on every aspect you need. And Darius Geis is a person to start looking at again. I know he's got this this injury bug he always gets hit with. But if you need a running back to stash that we've talked about before that can hit some good numbers at the end of the season once he gets rolling again, especially with a team that's struggling with running backs. I mean, it's Adrian Peterson, great player, uh, nothing but respect for him, but he's not going to light the world on fire in a, in a game. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, who was it? Chris Thompson went down with an injury too. Yeah. Chris Thompson went Baker down. Duco. So he didn't, 
He didn't play last week. But Geis is one of those guys that you need to be proactive about that right now before Absolutely. his name starts getting out there more and more. And his name this week just recently got out there in a couple other uh, like waiver wire columns and just like it, it's just getting a lot more buzz. So I've had I've had him in my waiver wire column like I think the last past two two weeks as like a sleeper, a guy to keep keep a lookout for just because you like in this type of you know you want to be proactive rather than reactive, right? Because when right. you react. Waiting on the waivers, you're more than likely you might be at a position where you can't get them. Yeah, and especially you know, like you said, like I did that uh, last week. We even talked about it on the show. I did it live. I went and grabbed Nikhil Harry because you know when it's players that are coming off of an IR. Now here's the difference. So when it comes to a guy like Geis, comparative to Nikhil Harry, Nikhil Harry hasn't played it down uh, of real NFL football. Darius Geis has. We've seen what he can do. So the thing is, with a league that you're so thin at with running back as it is anyways, with players going down, players coming back, that's a player that, like, before he, you know he's technically active again, grab him. Because yeah. you have a roster spot where, like, say your last player is, you know, Kalen Balaj or something stupid like that, or uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know, you got a player where you're like, I'm not going to play it. If you have that, the way I look at it is if you have a player that is on your bench, that is like that last spot and you go, well, I'm really not going to play them over the next four weeks. I might as well drop them uh, and, and go get a guy that five weeks down the line, you might go, yeah, I'm tossing him in or sooner or at the end of the season when it, when the crunch time comes in. Um, that's why he is one of the players that I think other than obviously my love for Garner Minshew that, you you need to attack because the matchups down the road are favorable and they're a they're a good player and they're consistent enough for you. Especially Washington's gonna want to trot him out there for the end of the season too. Cause you gotta look at the fact that they've invested time and money into him a little bit, you know, drafting him a few years back, that they really need to see if this is something they want to stick with for another year. Or is it something they just need to go, okay, well we'll see what Bryce Love has in a year or hell another running back. You know, they're a young team that's also on the losing side of things. Um, so who else do we have on this list, Edgar? I'd, you know, let you, I'm going to have you cover the rest of this. Yeah. Um, so the, a couple other guys to keep, keep an eye on is Trey Carson, as we talked about before. He was like the best running back in the Lions, um, on the Lions team at the moment. He had the most carries. Um, not very great yardage or not really great use, but J.D. McKissick, had one rush for negative like two yards and was used primarily in the passing game. So none of the running backs did really well, but the the person with the most snaps was Trey Carson. So another guy just to keep in mind an eye on and you know maybe stash in your bench to see until we get a little bit more clarity with what's going on with the Lions backfield. Um Benny Snell's another person. Like I said before, it looks like uh Samuels is gonna be you know, ready to go for this week, just, you know, in the case that James Conner cannot. And in my own opinion, I think James Conner is going to have a hard time playing with this type of injury, uh, considering the position he plays. Benny, Benny Snell, I would say, is a is a more three-down, built for a three-down role rather than Samuels, who's more of a pass-catching, but can still run between the tackles type of running back. So Benny Snell is one of those guys where he's injured right now and he's not practicing right now. But the, in you know, so the extent of his injury hasn't been, you know, in the media or anything like that, or just released. So it's one of those situations again where you have to be proactive, maybe stash him on your bench, 
put him in this, you know, if he's out this week, put him in an IR spot because you never know. Um, and then lastly, the wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, who's been great with uh, Mason Rudolph out, out there. He scored another touchdown this week. So another guy to keep an eye on, especially if you're in need in the receiver position. Amendola, the past two weeks, has had the most targets on the Lions uh, offense. So keep, keep an eye out for Danny Amendola. Um, at least eight receptions and 95 yards the past two weeks, and they have a pretty good schedule coming up as well. Um, one of the last people in terms of receivers I like to mention is Devontae Parker, and yes, it's a Dolphins player. <laughs> I think we've been getting a lot of shit for that because there's, it's a Dolphins player. You want to stay away from them as, you know, as much as possible. But Devontae Parker has been the big play player that he should have been earlier in his career. So he's finally kind of developed into that, even with like mediocre quarterback play. And we're talking about from, mediocre. They have goddamn Fitz magic. Let's get real here uh, for a quick Fitz second. Mag- Edgar. They got Fitz magic, baby. That's hey, not Fitz mediocre. Magic. Fitz magic and the, and the books or the jets I'll take, but he's been just not great at all this season. But aside from uh, Preston Williams, who's the rookie receiver on that team, he's hit the second most targets. And he's gained those red zone looks. So the best thing about Devontae Parker is that he's gained those red zone looks and he's gained those touchdowns. And that's like the high, that's the best upside about him versus Preston Williams, who's gained the most targets, but he's not gained those red zone or big play looks. Um, and then lastly, Chris Conley is going to be another guy to take a look at. He had four receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown this week, um, playing with your boy Mustache Minshew this week or this past week. Depending on whether or not D.D. Westbrook plays, which I believe is going to be in line to play, he'll be able to take a lot of the target share from D.D. because D.D. Westbrook has had the second most targets on that team, just five below D.J. Shark. So not very much of a difference. And if D.D. Westbrook were to miss any time, Chris Conley has been pretty good and a really good deep threat. No, I you know, I do like that play. Um, Like you said, it depends on D.D. though um, for Conley and stuff like that. But you know, they, they like to pass the ball, and uh, the Minshew stash, uh, you know, continues to produce it. So it's just tough because with Jacksonville, you just don't know which receiver outside of Chark is the most reliable. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it is, you know, it is something to watch. Um, the last thing I wanted to bring up before we get into the game slate here, uh, Edgar, is just a quick, um, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, man, I'm drawing a blank on the word, um, you know, but I'm going to pat myself on the back, uh, purely for the aspect <laughs> of the, uh, Lions running back situation. Everybody all of last week was, Oh, do I, do I get, you know, Ty Johnson or do I get JD McKissick? And I, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I don't want any of them. Um, purely for the pack, the fact that I don't trust the lions. I don't want anything to do with uh, running back by committee. Kind of a similar situation with Arizona right now. Um, their only saving grace is that Edmonds is hurt. If Edmonds wasn't hurt, I'm still all over Edmonds. I could care less that Kenyon Drake went there. Um, I'm also a little bit in the minority, speaking of Kenyon Drake, on wanting to play him this week, even if it is the 49ers, but just depends on where all these buys fall over. Um, but it, it just... The Lions, you can't trust them when they don't know who really the lead back is. If you don't have Carrion Johnson, they're going to get a little bit touch and go. That's why you see more passes to a guy like Amendola. Um, 
and it's just going to be a trend, man, uh, with the running backs again this week. I could, <laughs> people are going to go get Trey Carson, and then this week he's going to go out and shit the bed, and people are going to go, oh, what the heck happened? And then it's going to be like J.D. McKissick this week, you know, It's and the next week it's going to be Ty Johnson. You just can't rely on the Lions at all other than no. passing the ball. And that's just my pure thing in, the, in, in this front of everything. No, you can't really rely on them, but it's one of those situations where, like, we just don't know. So until, like, something develops, right. so we get a bit more, like, action from the three of them and see, like, what forms, you know, like, is there ever going to be, you know, their go-to guy, or is it just going to stay the running back com- by committee? Is that, is that how can the, is right, that how, but how that's why, right, but at the same time, that's why I said it. It's still, to me, I don't want anything to do with them because you don't know how long it's going to take. I yeah. myself sat there and watched some tape on Ty Johnson, and I just cringe because I think he's okay, right, yeah. but I don't think he's fantastic. So why should I be all over him in, in the NFL where he was only decent in college? You're talking about a guy that was – most of his footage was as a returner. Let's get that yeah. right. You know, um, so that just tells you, and he also played at Maryland. So, um, so let's get right into this here. Let's get start started with a Thursday night game. Actually, I'm going to style back for a quick second. I'm going to go over the teams that are on the bye there, Edgar. We've got Atlanta, uh, Cincinnati, the Rams, and the Saints. And before I get into that really quick, I would also like to throw a note out that my cat just threw up in the background. So moving forward, like I said, four teams on the bye. This is the start of the bye week hell. Uh, next week gets worse. Uh, you know, as for buys, buys are buys. There's not much to really say. Um, so, man, uh, good teams and bad teams um, on the buy this week. So Thursday night game is the undefeated 49ers going up against the Cardinals. Um, man, this is a tough. This this is a tough game um, for the Cardinals at this point because the 49ers are absolutely on fire. Their defense is scary, but this game is in Arizona, Edgar. Um, what do you take away from this game? Do you, do you see more of some uh, Emmanuel Sanders work with Jimmy G? Um, it's tough because if I'm going to rely on anything from this game to feel comfortable, it's honestly it's honestly the 49ers defense, but it still almost scares me with Kyler Murray um, yeah. just slinging the ball all over the place because you know they're going to just throw the ball a bunch this week with the, the shit storm they have at running back. No, yeah. I, it, yeah, with... I think this is going to be a bad game for Kyler Murray. I mean, he's facing one of the best defenses in the league and just one of the best pass rushers in Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa has been just a monster getting at, at the quarterback. And the Arizona Cardinals line isn't spectacular, not even barely startable, barely startable. These guys are just like scraps taken off from free agency. But I think Kyler Murray is going to have a bad game this week, so I wouldn't be playing him. It'd be hard to play any of his receivers or – God knows what's going to be, you know, what's going to happen in the backfield. Um, it's I, I agree with you on the point where it's one of those weeks where I'm not going to be starting Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds, depending on whether or not he's, he plays, just because it's it's a situation where you have to just play it out, see what happens, what are they going to do, um, and just get a feel for it. You're definitely playing Tevin Coleman because in the last two weeks, the Cardinals are actually like top five in points allowed to the fantasy running back um, and just been getting progressively worse at that. Um, so Tevin Coleman is a good play. I also think Emmanuel Sanders would be a good play here just because he's the most, he would, he was targeted the most last week and last week was his first game with the 49ers and it was in, he was able to get a touchdown 
and get those red zone looks. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy to think that that's the first game in and he's already, you know, one of the most targeted guys, which still should be George Kittle. That's, that's actually, let me refrain from saying that only the 49ers defense, George Kittle and George yeah, Kittle. George, George Kittle's Kittle. a given. Yeah. You definitely just, yeah, that's even a question. <laughs> I know. I, I, I always talk about him cause I still have my love for the yeah, fact that stole. I stole them cause I stole them from Ron. Yeah. But, um, so other than that, for me, that's, I mean, I'm not really comfortable playing anyone from Arizona. Um, so yeah, load up on, on some 49ers. That's their defense. Um, Kittle. I, I, I feel you on, on the Emmanuel Sanders train. I'm just, you know, waiting for the game that now that he's there, you know, that they just throw him the ball like two or three times. You just don't know, but Hey, you know, he fits in. So we'll see how that goes. If he continues again this week, then he's somebody that, yeah, you could sit there and say he's a must play almost every week. Um, for me, it's like a flex play, almost like borderline wide receiver two, just because of the matchup. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why, like, it's tough for, like, you know, going to, to Arizona for a quick second is that's why I don't want anything to do with their receivers. And it's not just off of the 49ers defense, who's good as it is. It's just the fact that I don't know who he's going to throw to. Is it Larry? Is it Kirk? Is it somebody else? You just don't know with Arizona. Sideline, you know, sideline, the, the end zone <laughs> outside of it, you know, stuff like that. Um, Moving in, though, to I per- personally, my favorite matchup for fantasy value this week oh, yeah. is, is the London game. Even though the London games can can kind of shit the bed or, or stink, um, I will not be waking up at, I don't know, I say it now, I'll but I must. Up. I'll be waking up. You'll I mean, be waking up for this one? Yeah, this one's going to be a great game. It's, it's exactly what you said. It's going to be a fantasy hope, you know, like, let's not jinx it, but I think it's going to be a great, Great fantasy game. So there's a, there's one more game on the slate I will mention later. I'm wondering if you can pinpoint it too down the road here. But this is my fantasy game of the week, and I'm gonna start pin. Yeah. You know, I want to say that now from from here on out. Let's let's pick a fantasy game of the week where we see a game that is produces the most. And this is the game. Uh, Houston terrible terrible against wide receivers, and vice versa. Right. Jacksonville is is okay, but this is just a great game for fantasy you got Deshaun Watson you got DeAndre Hopkins Kenny Stills on the flip side you've got a guy like Garner Minshew DJ Chart Leonard Fournette and don't play their defenses because that's not going to end up well um, yeah it's, man this is a game where if you have these players you are putting them out there because this I, I'm going to pull this up I always bring these up this is a over under of 46 not super high scoring at that that right I mean that's you know 23 point you know per for each team which you know you're talking three touchdowns across the board um it's it's a just a good game watson always keeps this team in um you know and i like this game what else what do you like about this game i should ask i think for me like i think my play of the week is going to be dj shark here because of how bad houston's been uh giving up points to uh, opposing wide receivers i mean they just have no one defending the pass um, and they just lost J.J. Wise as well, so they just lost a big portion of the pass rush. So Minshew should have plenty of time to, you know, get out there and throw the ball, pinpoint that ball over to D.J. Shark. So this game, again, would be a great game if 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 D.D. Westbrook were to miss some time. Chris Conley would be a great play here. You're definitely trying out Leonard Fournette. I mean, I'm I'm very excited for Fournette just because I'm, I have him in a couple of leagues. And uh, Minshew, I have him in a couple of leagues too. So starting him, like, you know, over a guy like Tom Brady that I have in another league, 
Um, but, the, you know, on the Jaguar side, I'm just ecstatic because I think it's going to be a great game. Um, and, you know, on the Houston side, you, you, you know, you got to love Deshaun Watson, too. He's been a playmaker this year, um, been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks just because not, not only is he able to throw the ball, but run it in as well. Kind of a Lamar Jackson-esque uh, uh, type of player um, and, you know, type of fantasy performance. And then, yeah, like you said, DeAndre Hopkins. What's interesting? What's going to be interesting for me is who's going to emerge as, like, the number two. Is it going to be Kiki Cootie or is it going to be Kenny Stills? Um, because, I mean, with this not-so-great Jacksonville secondary, especially now not having Jalen Ramsey or not even having um, – so I, I I think both quarterbacks should have a field day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a quarterback's uh, dream in this game. Um, I personally think it's gonna still be Kenny Stills that shows up um, for them, but that's just me personally. Um, so the next game, man, how is it that every time I look at this, they just always have a high chance of winning? So Buffalo versus Washington. <laughs> They're favored by nine and a half. This game is only talking about an over under a 36. You want to talk about a stinker game. This potentially is yeah. a stinker game. Um, I do have one player though, and this is me personally. I have one player from this game that I do really like. Shout out to myself for my DFS article. Um, I put Devin Singletary in this game. I think this is a perfect opportunity. Um, number one, Washington is terrible against pass catching running backs. And that's where they use Devin Singletary a lot in in their uh, offense. But I think this is a perfect game for the uh, Buffalo Bills to get the rookie going, especially since they're five and two and right in the hunt for the playoffs this year. Why not try and get, you know, the uh, young running back going? Um, Also, I would look at a guy like John Brown. Um, Josh Allen obviously has a favorable matchup. I'm not starting him over a lot of other quarterbacks unless you need to. but, you know, it's it's a matchup that I do like for the Buffalo side. I, I still am scared to play scary, you know, scary Terry McLaurin because he also has a bad matchup with their defense. Um, and I, to be honest with you, Edgar, I don't even know who the hell's starting a quarterback for Washington. Did they yeah, announce that they put no, in Haskins last week and then it went to shit, obviously. I, yeah, it's been a complete mess. So and like the Buffalo Bills are you know, one of the better defenses in NFL. So, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to start ter- Scary Terry, but Scary Terry hasn't been scary as of late. He's been scary, not good at fantasy. It's scary it's gone. And guess yeah, what? Scary, you want to know yeah, how scary he is, Edgar? It is going to officially be Halloween soon. So, Scary, uh, scary Terry, step up your game for Halloween, my brother. Um, yeah. The last two weeks, you know, 2.10, 2. 7.9, not not great points. And again, you kind of hit it like hit it on the nail. Just, the quarterback play has been atrocious. Haskins has been bad. I mean, I, I can go out and try out for the Redskins quarterback, uh, <laughs> which kind of says a lot. But uh, and, and on the Buffalo side, I 100% agree with you with uh, Devin Singletary. He actually did really well last week. And, and last week was his first game, like coming off like a couple, you know, a couple of five week injury with a hamstring injury. And he had like at least 14, I believe 14.9 points. So I think, yeah, like you said, I think it's going to be a good game for just him to get out there and show what he's got. And I think this game will kind of give us a better illustration as, as to, you know, are we able to start him the following week? Right. You know, and the thing is, I talked about this a long time ago when it comes up to Terry McLaren is I looked at his, you know, schedule down the road here and he does not have 
really very good matchups at the end of the season. So that is why I kind of strayed away from him because I figured, man, they're going to have issues at quarterback and, and his schedule doesn't look good. He's just a player that literally scared me at the end here. Um, that's why I strayed away, but that's just me personally. Um, I didn't just think about it's not even Terry. It's just the, like you said, the quarterback. The team. It's the quarterback. It's the team. It's yeah. the schedule. And it's not on him. And, and it's going to suck because down the road here, people are going to go, what happened to the rookie sensation at, at receiver? And it's just going to be because of the horseshit play all over the team. Um, yeah. Next game here is an interesting one with the Vikings versus the Chiefs in Kansas City. My guess is we're going to get to see Matt Moore one more good old time. One more. One more, Matt Moore. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what though? He didn't have a bad performance last, you know, last no, week in, in that game. Um, so I would not be too upset, you know, if I was Kansas City at this point. I would still be going out. Uh, another play I like this week for Kansas City is Travis Kelsey. He continues to get the targets. Uh, Matt Moore is going to continue to try and get him the ball. Um, I don't. I'm going to keep saying this week in and week out. I hate the running backs. Um, but any of the running backs, it's just, it's so cloudy. It's, it's a mess. Absolutely. A mess. But speaking of running backs, I'm all in on Dalvin cook this week. Uh, Kansas city can't stop the run to save their damn lives. Um, and if Minnesota wants to try and win this game, it's going to be on the hands and legs of Dalvin cook. Um, they, they, they grinded the clock last week and gave him a lot of work. So Dalvin cook is somebody to, yeah, I mean, yet again, you're not not playing Delvin Cook if you have him most of the time, unless it's like a Bears game or something like that. Yeah, he's been outstanding this year. He's had only two bad games out of the seven, I think, or eight he's played. And they've been like that bad give of a games. Well, the Bears game that was the, the worst yeah. game, four points or something like that. Which one bad game isn't the you know be all of end all. It, it happens. You just have to know the situation. Um, yeah. And like, but going off your point, the Kansas City Chiefs gives up give up the fourth most points to opposing running backs, and then the last four weeks they actually give up the most. So they've been doing pretty decently bad. And, and not to mention that Chris Jones is a little bit banged up, so we'll see if he'll play. Um, there's you know star defensive tackle. So yeah, yeah, no, it it's it's going to keep being an issue for them. That that's the truth. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I would still be interested in the receivers just because Kansas City is so bad also. Or not Kansas City, but they're not so bad. But they're not great against the pass either. Um, so if they got into a quote-unquote pissing match and have to throw all over the field, um, you know, Diggs and if Thielen plays uh, are both obviously good options. Um, Diggs has just been on fire, man. I mean, I have him in a league, and I'm going to keep playing him until he you know, pisses me off again. I learned yeah. my lesson. I didn't play him two times that he went off, and he continues to produce. Hell, man, even without a touchdown last week, he was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I think I think that like I think that'll go down this week with Adam Thielen. I think Adam Thielen will come back. Um, last week he benefited that he didn't have Adam Thielen, and he was playing you know a really terrible team in the Redskins. Um, but I think those numbers are going to go down. I mean, not you know the significance. I don't know, but they're definitely going to. Thielen's going to take away looks. Yeah, you know, and, and that's true. But I mean, like I said, I am standing firm on the fact that they're going to want to try and grind the clock and, yeah. you know, use the run game because that's one way you beat um, Kansas City, honestly. Um, but moving forward here to the next game on the slate will be, oh, my God. I honestly, man, uh, Edgar, I'm going to be straight up here with you. I got a couple words for this next game. 
It's the Jets versus the Dolphins. Um, Just, I'm not watching that one. That one I wouldn't get up for. No. Uh, I would not get up for. Is there anyone you have interest in? I mean, there's players that um, could, could do Le'Veon well. But, 100% yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, 100% Le'Veon Bell. Um, but to be honest, looking at this matchup comparative to everything else, if you have any of these players, you are more than likely not starting them. If you if you need somebody to stream, the only player that I, I do personally like that I think he shows up this week uh, for the Jets would be Robbie Anderson. Um, I, but yet again, man, if you, there should be better options out there, I yeah. mean, there's, there's better. I'm taking Kenny stills over any of these receivers. I'm taking God, I'll take Trey Carson for, for Detroit over any of these running backs. I mean, not Le'Veon. I'm going to play Le'Veon. That, that's yeah, yeah, Le'Veon. Le'Veon. I'm going to take like, I, I'm going to take a stab in the dark at Trey Carson over like Mark Walton. Cause who knows what's yeah. Kalen I, sucks, but you just don't know what's going to happen. I 100% agree with you with the Mark Walton comment. I think there's been too much news and just media on him about, you know, picking him up, picking up, picking up. We still forget. Yeah, he's on the Dolphins, and they're just atrocious at running they the ball. They, they, have the a terrible, they have a terrible offensive line, and they have a terrible schedule. Um, I think one, one like, streamer this week would be Sam Darnold against the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins have been one of the worst teams against the quarterback, opposing quarterbacks, giving up, like, I think, like, third most points. And like like we said before, Darnold has a really, really great week, you know, week 9 through 14 schedule. You know, they play the Dolphins twice. Um, they, I think they play the Redskins once and the Giants another time. So really, really great schedule in, the, in that time frame. And this game, I think, is going to be the game where he picks everything up. So... Another receiver I would maybe take a quick look at is Jamison Crowder just for that slot slash, you know, short yardage opportunities. Um, I think the volume's there, and I think he'll get it. So it's just another guy that I'm not starting, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is a game that I don't have much interest in. So moving forward here, we will go into the Colts versus the Steelers. Um, this is a mess of a game, man. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, if you have, uh, like, a, a – you know, T.Y. Hilton or uh, Marlon Mack, or I would almost be half tempted to look at Indy's defense this week. Um, just yeah. due to, you know, Mason Rudolph threw several picks in the beginning of the game last week against Miami, number one. Uh, number two, you know, they got a mess going on in the backfield with the injuries going on. So if Connor misses or if Benny Snell misses, they're, they're, they're not in a good spot. You know, Juju can hit you where it hurts from time to time, but they just have not been good. Um, so it's a, if you look for, if you're streaming defenses still, I honestly think Indy could be an interesting one just due to the fact that if you just are looking for the consistency points, they're, they're definitely one that can do it. Um, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't have anything else for this one this week. I'm, I'm streaming Indy this week in one of my leagues. I streamed them last week and they did really well for me. So yeah, I a hundred percent have Indy this one. And then, I mean, other than that, I mean, there's nothing much. I mean, you hit it right, you know, right in the dot, like. If you have T.Y. Hilton, you're starting him. If you have Marlon Mack, you're putting him out there. I think Jacoby Brissett would be a pretty good play here as a, as a streamer. Um, didn't do great last week. Last week was, like a really low-scoring game. Um, but I think I expect him to pick him up against the Steelers' defense at, you know, let Diamond Dolphins score a couple of touchdowns on them. So if, you, if you're letting the Miami Dolphins score on you, you know, and after, turnovers. Yeah, and get turnovers. You get to take it's, a couple looks. So, all right, we'll move on to the next game here, which will be the Tennessee Titans versus the Carolina Panthers. 
Uh, this is a really interesting game in my eyes. Um, Carolina actually is worse on defense than I expected lately. Um, I actually yeah. looked this up earlier. They are actually ranked, I think, near the bottom, I think like fourth or something like that over the last four weeks against running backs. Um, I know that's not over the whole season, but it's just the last four weeks. To me, that screams Derrick Henry. And Tennessee is 2-0 and since Ryan Danahill came you know, to, to be the signal, signal caller. Um, wait, wait, wait. I, I, you mispronounced his name. It's Ryan Tana chill. Dana, Tana chill with the hot wife. Um, you know, man, I know he's been slinging it all over the field. And the one, the one thing I'm going to be watching personally, because I'm going to, I, I want to, I'm going to, this is like the pat my back on the, you know, uh, the pat myself on the back, like premier amp episode, because like, I was freaking out last week because I needed a tight end because I had like Herndon and he was like, all right, he's out again. I'm like, ah, shit. My other tight ends on a bye, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, what should I do? Like I almost, I, I forgot who I was going to go with. And then at the last second, I was like, well, Delaney Walker's out. And I feel like it's a, just a really good option. Just, and, and I said, fuck it. And I went Janu Smith. Yeah. And, and paid, did well. It went really well, my friend. And I think this week, I think this week is going to be another one of those weeks that Johnny Smith is going to get that volume because Delaney Walker is still injured. If, but that's what I was getting at, though, Edgar. Is if Delaney Walker's out, I think he's a great option again. That's yeah. if he's out, though. No, um, I think he's going to be. Yeah, I think they were just talking about um, something I overheard, and you know, and, and um, just by you know reading this article on the Times, is that it looks more likely than not that Delaney Walker is going to be out. And honestly, for the following weeks, even if he does come back, Walker's had an injury or you know, a history of these injuries that has played his career the last two years. So John New Smith is a second round pick that they picked up in hopes that he'd replace Walker eventually. And I honestly think it's getting to, to that time. It's that time, huh? Yeah, that time. Okay. Yeah, and Tannehill's two- finding him. So uh, to me, to me, it's two people. I, I can't trust their wide receivers, and I've said that for the longest time. I don't trust Corey Davis, and I don't trust A.J. Brown yet. Um, so to me, the best plays for Tennessee this week are Derrick Henry and Johnny Smith if, obviously, Delaney Walker's out. Uh, takes a little bit of a tick if Delaney plays. Um, I don't know. I think this is going to be enough, t- another tough matchup for Cam Newton's mom's favorite quarterback in uh, Kyle Allen. Um, he had a bad week last week and you saw that coming against the 49ers. I don't think he's going to have a great game this week, but obviously you're, if you're, if you're taking uh, a flyer on maybe a running back to have a decent week, it might be Christian McCaffrey who plays a hundred percent of the snaps, even against a terrible, uh, or a, a very good defense. He had a pretty decent game against the 49ers. It wasn't his great numbers of 20 plus, but Hey, um, yeah, I don't know if I have too much else for Carolina. It's, it's, it's CMC, CMC and, uh, Christian McCaffrey, which is CMC. Uh, do you have anything else for this one? No, I a hundred percent agree with you. I CMC, CMC is the only guy that I'm personally playing on the Panthers. I mean, you could definitely take a look at DJ Moore, but CMC baby all the way. Yeah. Yeah. The number one player in all of fantasy. I don't know. I may have mentioned that he was my number one option in the draft this year if I would have had the first pick, but hey, that's just me. Everybody else wanted other, these other two players, but 
I digress there, uh, Edgar. I'm not going to keep patting myself on the back to get a big ego. Because as we say here at the Fantasy Hour on Tap, none of us are experts. We are just as much uh, fans as everybody else. And, you know, we, we sit back and crack open beers and or energy drinks or Mountain Dews, uh, a la myself, um, you know, you on, on Sundays. Yes, I do. I do. Um, you know, it, it's we are like everybody else. We are just you know, people that analyze the games and, and read into the numbers for everybody else. Um, so moving into the next game here, it will be the Lions going up against the Raiders. Actually, pause that one, Edgar. We'll get into that one in a second. I forgot the last noon game on the slate here. Um, those were all the noon games other than the obviously the UK game. But the last noon game on the slate is the Chicago Bears versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, yeah. Um, Allen so, Robinson, I'm still I guess. Added with the last game, so I am still feeling it. What was that one? I'm still feeling just the last game. Yeah. So but, no, I, I I understand. I in this game personally, I think on the Bears side, I'm taking Allen Robinson. Um, I'm interested I like he, in I'm interested in in, in DM32 this week though. Yeah, Montgomery. I mean, but do you ride the hot hand or, or is it something that concerns? I mean, it concerns me, but with the most reliable receiver you can get, uh, obviously you trot out Allen Robinson if you have him. He's been great. He's had only maybe one or two iffy games, but he's still been great. Yeah, I mean, and the so the Philadelphia Eagles actually— And they're, and they're terrible one, against the pass. Yeah, they're one of the worst pass defenses. The worst, the second, no, the Houston's are, Texans are the worst. They're the oh, second worst, so close okay. there. Um, but they do have a formidable running game. But honestly, in my own opinion, if I'm Nagy, I mean, they found success at the running game. Keep running the running game as much as you can. Um, keep running those eye formations that he didn't want to run before because, you know, he was quote unquote, you know, not, that's not what he came here to do. Yet we found success in it. Right. I digress. I digress. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm definitely taking a look at, at, uh, at Dave Montgomery. Honestly, if you know, being a risk taker, I would probably start them just because I, I think they'll find they'll follow a similar plot to it. They'll you know put them out there as much as possible. And last week was his breakout game, and he did tremendous. So yeah, I don't. And then for the Philly side of everything, I don't. I don't know. One of the two is going to have a revenge game. But honestly, if it's a revenge game, in my eyes, I I see Jordan Howard as the guy to have the revenge game. Yeah. But honestly, uh, if if. If this is me, I'm taking the risk on Miles Sanders this week. Um, I think this is the game that it's going to be the the duel the duo of the rookie running backs. Um, I don't know. I just I don't trot out any of these guys with a lot of hope, other than maybe a Carson Wentz if you have to, because um, he is decent most of the time. But I, I just I don't know. They're a mess. Zach Hurts is trash right now, just like the Bears. Trey Burton is trash. So um, trash on trash on trash in this game. I don't have much more uh, coverage on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think depending on what what happens with Miles Sanders right now, he's in the concussion protocol. So Jordan Howard could have the you know the entire game to himself. So we'll see. And the Bears have actually in the last four weeks have given you know terrible. Just, they've been terrible. Yeah, terrible. And they've been really friendly to opposing running backs. I think they've given up like the third most in the past four weeks. So. That's the bad part about it. We're definitely missing Akeem Hicks at the moment. But, you know, it's one of those games where I'm I'm probably trying out Jordan Howard if Miles Sanders isn't playing, which there's a good chance that he won't play. And then another like, kind of sleeper 
um, like under the radar to a player would be Dallas Goddard, who's been essentially replacing Zach Ertz. <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? See, if you're a Zach Ertz owner, you're probably pissed off right now. Oh, yeah. No, I'm glad I don't have him. I don't trust uh, really anything at, at tight end right now. Um, you know, so moving forward, we're going to go right into the next game here. Uh, we're going to start three o'clock games. We're going to go with the Lions versus the Raiders. Um, Edgar, what do you have for this game? I mean, like we said in the beginning, I'm it's it's observing more mode for the Lions backfield. I'm not touching. I'm not starting. Not even thinking about starting any of them at the moment. I'm just taking a look, looking you know, looking what's going to be established Watching from afar. Yeah, I like Danny, Danny Mandola in this game. I think they're going to utilize him a, him a lot. You said something earlier in the game where because they don't have that you know that ground and pound running back and carry on Johnson, they're passing the ball a lot more, and Danny Mandola is definitely seeing the benefit of it. And I think he'll continue to see that benefit this week. Um, they don't, the Raiders don't really have a great, you know, pass defense. So I can see Kenny Galladay doing really well with the deep in the, you know, deep threats, but it's going to be one of those games where I, I like Galladay and Amendola. Um, none of the running backs. And I think Stafford can also have a good game from the Lions side. And on the Raiders side, personally, I think Darren Fells is my start here. So Darren Fells. Yeah, not Darren Fell. Sorry, Darren. Uh, Darren, Darren Wall. Wall. Okay, Darren Fell like, is on uh, Texas. You, yeah. Yes. Um, hey, so, two Darrens. I know. Um, so I'm gonna just say this. I spoke of this earlier, and I'm gonna hit this one again. This is my other fantasy game of the week. Um, okay. and and the over under set at fifty right now. Um, and that's just because they're gonna throw the shit out of the ball in this game. You're going to see a lot of Waller. You're going to see a lot of Tyrell Williams since he's back, had a big game last week. Um, and you're going to see it. I think Danny Amendola, like you said, is the guy that's getting the targets that used to see uh, carry on Johnson's way. Um, Kenny Galladay can have a fun day, and the quarterbacks still have fun too. Um, you know, and, and this is not the season-long fantasy talk. This is me saying something DFS-wise. I like both of these quarterbacks if you – if are if you are a daily fantasy player because of the fact that they're good prices and they're players that are going to throw the the hell out of the ball this week. Uh yeah. Carr's Carr's been decent the last few weeks. That's the thing for fantasy value, yes. you've got to look at that. So, um this is to me a, a great game in the the aspect both of them are about the same. Uh I looked this up earlier. I don't know the the actual uh number where they fall, but they're bottom 10 both. I believe against the the wide receiver positioning and or quarterback. So it's just a good, it's a good fantasy matchup. And, um, you know, I do like Josh Jacobs in this one too, as well. Yeah. Uh, cause the lions are very bad against the, the run right now. Um, this is going to be, uh, that's why I said like, this will be one that I watch after I get disappointed by the bears. Um, yeah, I don't see that. Uh, yeah. You, Hey, Edgar, you'll have to check out Bears on Tap tomorrow. Um, so moving on here to the next game, we're going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Seattle Seahawks. To that game really quick, though. Do you know what you the are, is on that? This one? 50.5. For which one? For Detroit Lions versus uh, Oakland Raiders. Yeah, it's a it's a high-scoring game. Good high-scoring game. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And the next game is actually uh, over under a 51. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> So this is just yet again. I mean, 
you're playing everything here. You have Mike Evans, you're trotting him out there. You have Godwin, you're trotting him out there. You're going Jameis Winston, who I hate as an actual NFL product quarterback, but he is a damn good fantasy football quarterback because he's going to Huh, I wonder if someone said that in the beginning you of the did, year. Those did say that in the of the year. that were uttered out of your mouth. I hate him. I hate the. I hate his guts. But he's a fantasy football stud. Um, you all know who else has been a fantasy football stud? Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. You're gonna keep trotting him out there. You're gonna trot DK out. You're gonna go lock it, Carson. Um, I wish Will Disley didn't get hurt because I'd be trotting his ass out there too. Um, this will be an interesting one because it'll be a game where I think, uh, you know, obviously Tampa's going to fight from behind and James is going to have to throw for 350 yards, three touchdowns and two picks. And those two picks aren't really going to matter because of all that other bullshit. Yeah, uh, they'll probably end up losing the game, but it doesn't yeah. matter. I'll take those 30 points. I, I always say, and this is going to be something I, I wanted to bring up. Jameis Winston, when it comes to our on tap, um, you know, a brethren and, and everything like that. The thing you want to do with Jameis Winston, if you have him as a fantasy quarterback, is sit back, watch football on Sunday. Don't watch his game because if you watch him play, you're going to be drunk before halftime, maybe before the first quarter is over. So just kick back, watch all the other games, crack open your beers, have a good time. Just don't look at the scoreboard of that game because it's going to be terrible till the end. Um, you have anything else for this game? No, I mean, you, you, you hit a run that I'm trying out Godwin, Mike Evans. Mike Evans had a crazy good game last week. And another another person to keep in mind is DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf had actually had a really good game last week. Uh, he had 16 fantasy points. And he's getting a lot of the red zone looks, uh, aside from Tyler Lockett. So Tyler Lockett last year was very efficient. And the yards, he you know, the, the his receptions, he had, like, one of the best, like, you know, receiving you know receiving percentages but he also had a ton of touchdowns and it looks a lot of those it looks like a lot of those touchdowns are now going to dk metcalf as he's being targeted quite a bit in the red zone yeah no I, that's why i said you know i like dk this week um so the next game that i want to bring up my god this fucking game um i gonna be honest with you edgar uh, it's the browns versus the the broncos um other yeah. than maybe and, and i don't even know i'm scared second to play sutton game. this week what's up second worst game yeah i don't you know and the thing is like i don't i mean you're i don't know if i'm trotting out uh sutton this week because they're gonna have brendan allen at quarterback who honestly i don't know a damn thing about him other than he's gonna be the third allen playing on sunday um <laughs> i mean this is bad uh maybe philip Lindsay. um Obviously, Nick I mean, Chubb and Odell, but man, that's that's the three-headed monster I'm talking about. The two running backs for both, you know, one for one team, one for the other, and Odell. I just I don't even know if I'm p- going to play Odell because Baker Mayfield is trash. Um, and this game is in Denver, so yeah, yeah it's going to be well. Yeah, it's going to be a terrible game to watch. I'm not I'm not even glancing at this game. Thirty nine, thirty nine, my friend. Thirty nine. Yep. Yeah, I'm not dead. Uh, but it's gonna yeah. be one of those games where it's like the Browns will finally, finally get maybe a well, W. They're gonna, they're gonna get a win, and everybody's gonna lose their shit over them. Yeah. And, oh yeah. But, but fantasy wise, man, I'm staying away from pretty much anything in this game. Like I said, other than Philip Lindsay, 
Um, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. And and I guess if I have to trot out Odell, because he is still Odell Beckham. That's been terrible, though. But he's been uh, terrible. I, honestly, I wouldn't mind trying out Sutton. I mean, last week he had 10, he had 10 fantasy points, but he had three receptions for 72 yards. Um, and in the past three weeks, he's at least had, you know, 14 or more points. You know, I, I like Sutton. I like his... Is you know his ability? You know, I'm I'm starting him as a flex. Yeah, but I'm starting. It's it's just like Jameis. I'm starting with the flex and not paying attention to it because oh I, no, yeah, I don't up. know what Brendan Allen's going to do. And we didn't even touch on that uh, prior to the show. Joe Flacco is uh, done for the week uh, due to a neck injury. I guess what happened is the size of his head got too big, talking shit about his team. So uh, the the strain yeah, on his neck was too much. Um, so, anyways, terrible. And he sucks, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, next game is actually going to be an interesting one, too. It is going to be the Green Bay Packers going over to L.A. to face the Chargers. Interesting game um, where I'm I'm all in again back on the two running backs. I hate it because I don't know. It's one of those where, like, Gordon's good and Eckler's good. They play better when Eckler's really good. I also think there's an opportunity that the Packers go up and they're just going to have to drop it off to Eckler a bunch. Um, but... My play of this game, Edgar, is Hunter Henry. And and that is due to the fact that um, the Packers are bottom three, I believe it was, against the tight end over the last four weeks. So to make you feel better about Hunter Henry this week, there's your little stat line of the week. I think he's going to have a great game. Um, and then I don't know, is, is Adams back yet? Is that official or? Honestly, that's so, something that's, in the works as nothing's been mentioned as of late. So it's something that you have to keep, keep an eye on. He'll most likely be a game time decision. You'd want him to be out there. If he's out there, you're more than likely trying to, you're more than likely starting him on your team just yeah. because he's out there and Rogers throwing the ball. I mean, Rogers and plus it's the chargers two weeks. So it is the chargers. They've been doing terrible. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if Adams is healthy, you start him. So, I have another play uh, of the game for this one, and, and it's actually on the opposite side of the ball. So I have two players that I really like, and the other one is actually going to be Aaron Jones for Green Bay. Um, obviously, you just saw you know David Montgomery break off 135 yards on 27 carries last week. Um, I just think it's another game that Aaron Jones is going to have 150-plus yards, whether that's all running and you know a couple of receiving yards. I think he's going to have a great game. So this is a game where I... Those are my two favorite players from this game that you gotta lock in if you have them. If you don't play these guys, you're gonna be you're gonna be kicking yourself when you look at your bench and you go, "Oh, I left 25 points on my bench this week. I did great." You can start these players. They're gonna both have great games. Um, that's all I got for this one. What do you got, Edgar? No, I think I think Austin Eckler is potentially do really well in this game. I mean, I I think the Chargers are gonna be playing from behind the majority of the game and they're gonna be using Aaron Jones to run out the clock. Um, but Hunter Henry, you hit it right and down. I'm a big fan of uh, having him in a lot of my leagues, and I'm finally happy that he's out there and you know, doing great. Um, but Austin Eckler for me is another, I think in my in my own opinion, it would be another good play just because I think it will get a lot of usage, and plus Gordon has just been terrible. Gordon has averaged, I think, 2.3 yards, and he barely got a touchdown against the Bears. Just sloppy tackling. But um, other than that, you you know, pretty much in that. Yeah, so moving right along here, to the Sunday night football game, which this is, is my be, game of the week. This, this is, is this is, game. Game. this is my game of the week that I'm I'm getting out the popcorn. 
I mean, you know, I'm watching. Oh, this it. is gonna be a this is gonna be a show. This is the first first official test for the oh. undefeated eight and New England I was, Patriots. I was just about to say that. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> No, for real though, this is seriously the best test that we're going to see yet for New England. This is going to be the game that we get to finally see what what they're made of. Uh, they're going into Baltimore. Baltimore is absolutely no joke to go into, um, unless you're the Bears of a couple of years back where you walked in and and made a joke of them. Um, haha, just kidding. Um, you know, I am scared though. I am scared to play Lamar Jackson. I know if you have him, I'm. For the most part, you're going to probably play him because it's hard not to play the guy that can rush for 200 yards and throw for another 200 yards. It, it It's just that Bill likes to eliminate the best player, and the best player on Baltimore right now is Lamar Jackson. Um, but, you know, it, it's another thing where I'm a Mark Ingram owner in a league, and I'm trotting him out there if I can because I think it's a game where there might have to look at some other people. I just don't know who in the receiving game for Baltimore it is this week. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. They've been played with injuries. Hollywood Brown has been injured, but I think this week is he's going to come back. He's had that bye week to recover from his injuries, so he's had a couple weeks um, to kind of sit back and just, you know, let that – uh, uh, I think I believe it's his ankle heal up. So I, if Hollywood plays, I'm not I'm not necessarily starting him out there. I mean, like like I say, he's coming back from injury, and I agree with you. Where Bill is going to try to take out the best player, which is Lamar Jackson. But you know, I think the tight end is going to be really important here. Um, and I don't know. I'm not I'm not starting any any of the receivers on the on the Ravens, but I'm keeping an eye out on Hollywood Brown because I think he does have the ability to have a good game. Yeah, no, and I think so too. I mean, I'm I was so close to dropping him actually because I just I was like, man, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, uh, you know, and there's just other players that I was like, man, maybe I go grab them instead since he's like one of the last ones on my team. But yeah, this like you said, this is another game where you wanna you're playing everything you can. We haven't even talked about the New England side really quick. Though. Yeah. I'll break that down. You you play everybody. You're playing James. If you don't play James White, I got a problem with you. Sony Michelle, play him. Um, you know, uh, what the hell is their receiver's name? Uh, Edelman. You're playing Edelman. Um, you play their defense still. I, I would still be half tempted to play their defense this week, even if you concern, if you're concerned about it, but real, really good game to make sure you toss in everything that you can for either one of these teams. Maybe not on the pass catching side of it for Baltimore, but if you need to throw out a flyer for a receiver, maybe Brown is the guy this week. You know what? I think Sanu will have a good game this week. I, I'm not too high on Edelman um, this week just because they're going to get Jimmy Smith back. They have Marlon Humphrey. Um, and uh, they have Pet, uh, the – I can't even think of the other cornerback that they just got. Um, so they, they do have, like, a better secondary. Um, granted, they do they do lose a couple safeties. Um, but I do like Sanu, especially if Sanu's playing out of the slot which he has uh, in the past with the Falcons. So there's, you know, their slot corner has been doing the, uh, the Ravens slot corner specifically hasn't been doing that great this year. Um, so if any, for, so if I think anyone's going to have a great game, I think Sunu will have a great game in his like second game with the Pats. Yeah. You know, and I'm hoping for it. You know, I, I want to see a good game out of him actually. Um, you know, I got him on some teams. I don't know. I might trot him out there. We'll see how I feel uh, Sunday morning. You know um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying him out there as like a flex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe wide. Maybe wide receiver to you. Are you starting Sanu over uh, Kenyon Drake if like every other running back is out for Arizona? Yeah. 
Okay. Because I had somebody ask me, they're like, well, you know, I've got all these options. Like, you know, I've got Drake now. Do I play him against the 49ers? I was like, well, what other options do you have? And they said, Robbie Anderson. I said, no, nah, you're going Robbie Anderson. Um, I'd go, I even at that rate, I would go Robbie Anderson over Drake in my eyes just because I yeah. don't like the matchup. Um, but that's just me. Uh, you got anything else for that game? No. I mean, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a great game. And I, I want the Patriots to lose. I, I just think yeah, I, I like that. the defense. We, I, I got yeah. it. We've said this for a I, long I, time. I like the Pats. I, I like the Pats. I like Tom Brady personally. I, it's been up there. But I just – it's their first test, and they've been getting a lot of comparisons to the Bears defense, Ravens 2000 defense. And this is the first actual test that they've had the entire – it's week nine, and it's their first test. Well, Come I on. mean, they, they have to get Tom Brady his rest in the next three weeks. And, yeah. and, you know, it is, it is their first test, but watch now they're going to go out and drop 45 points on Baltimore and win 45, 10. Um, so the last, the last game on the slate here is the Monday night game with the Dallas Cowboys going against the New York giants. Wow. Actually, I'm surprised here at the over under at 48 with Dallas actually, uh, favored by seven, which is really funny because it's in New York. Um, yeah, interesting game, I think. Uh, I don't like much on the side of New York other than uh, two players, which is always Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. Um, and then for Dallas, obviously, you're going to – I think you still have to go with Dak Prescott and uh, Cooper and Elliott. I mean, what else do you see in this game? Uh, that's pretty much well, all. Honestly, that, there's not much more for me. So you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, for me, Elliott, Saquon – Undoubtedly, you start doing you know, bad eyelash with them. But for me, I think one of the best plays this week is going to be Dak. Jason Wynn. Because, God oh, damn. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, not Jason Wynn. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll get that, like, two-yard touchdown that he's been seem, you know, seeming to get in the past weeks. But, no, uh, Dak Prescott's going to be a really good play this week. He's playing a, a giant defense that's been giving him some of the most points to poison quarterbacks. Um, they've just been atrocious. Um, the, yeah, they did get Leonard Williams, which is going to be another good addition to this team. Not sure why they traded for him, considering the two and six. But you know, hey, I'm not the GM. Yeah. But you still have you're still playing against a great Cowboys offensive line, and I really, I really like uh, Dak Prescott this week. And you know, I have Dak Prescott in a couple in a couple of my leagues, and he's been doing great this season, with the exception of like one or two games. Yeah, and that's a that's the biggest thing is you know you can't always just you know. Uh, hinder you know or your judge your opinion on one or two bad games because he has he has had good games and it's it's nice because I have him in a league too and I've said the same thing you know I have him and and Wentz and I think uh, when it comes down to it I think I trot him out this week over Wentz Um, I wonder who uh, who in the beginning of the season said that he likes that Prescott considering he's been a top 15 quarterback the last three seasons I don't know it might be our coach it might be one of the co-hosts, uh, Cam, that unfortunately is not oh, here. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I also said Mitch Trubisky was going to end up in the top 15 of fantasy quarterbacks. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a fucking not going to happen. Um, hey, but, you know, that that's not related to this situation. There's, you know, we all we all hit, we all miss, we all, uh, we all have a good time talking it. Um, so, yeah, that's that for that game. Like I said, but the running backs, I'd go Ingram. Um you know, and Prescott, I, I, like I said, I think Prescott has a good game here, especially uh, a yeah. divisional game on a Monday night away from home, too. I think this is one that they have some fun, um, even though it's off of a bye week. 
Um, anything else that you have for us here, Edgar, tonight, uh, since that wraps up the slate of games? No, honestly, like I said, I, I, I love DJ Shark. DJ Shark's going to be my play of the week for receiver. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many players of the weeks, actually, this week. Well, um, you go with one, and you just said it, so that's that. Yeah, I, I'm going to just do it. DJ Shark's going to be my play of the week for receiver. Um, and going back to our, you know, the previous game, I don't hate Daniel Jones in this game. Okay. I respect that. We'll see how that plays out for you. Maybe you should start him in the on tap league. Dumbass. I don't think I have him on tap league. Well, you should get him. Trade I'll for him right him now. Your hands. I don't have him. I'm just saying trade for him. I'll, I'll, you, you seem know, like him. a person who would have him. No, I don't have him because I'm going to tell you my play of the week. And this is actually going to piggyback, my friend, off of your play of the week. Oh, and my God. My, and my play of the no, I'm just fucking which I ain't going to do that. <laughs> Remember I, who told you to get me to? You did, I think, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Pat in the back. Yeah, pat yourself in the back. Actually, speaking of which, I wanted to mention this story really quick. I, I'm at the Bears game last week with Buzz, and we're coming back, and he goes, hey, I just want to tell you something. I was like, what's up? And he goes, your team fucking sucks at fantasy this year. And I go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, shut up. I was like, I know. I host a podcast about fantasy football, and my team sucks. I'll be, I'll admit it right here. My other teams are doing good. It's just one team has been bad. But hey, uh, we're going to be one game away from 500 this week when I when I take that W. Um, yeah, hopefully. Um, no, I think I said it earlier. I actually think my play of the week I'm going to go with is actually going to be Hunter Henry for the Chargers. Uh, I just think the matchup presents a very good option, especially if it gets to be a shootout. Uh, I see like a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Maybe that'd be nice. I think you like that one too. I'll take it. I have hundred Henry in a couple of leagues. So yeah. So uh, you know that'll that'll wrap up the slate of games. The only thing I would like to look over really quick before we wrap this up for the night. Um, I know, man. I can't think off the top of my head. Let me pull it up. I have ooh, I have our guy here to this week. Where the heck did that go? I have, I think, Bodeway this week. I have Bodeway. Um, who are you playing there, uh, Edgar? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, let me take a look. It looks like I'm playing Parky's High Tower. Oh, there you it's go. Like yep, you got Comiskey this week. I got our other co-host, Mr. Pat Bodeway, who is unfortunately at this point in time the bottom of the league at one and seven. Uh, maybe... You know, I'm looking at his team, man. I actually am a little bit scared now that I look at it. Um, man, that's that's tough. But hey, um, you know what? We'll see what happens. As I always say, though, Edgar, thanks for joining me tonight. Um, for everyone that listens, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com. Check out all of the articles. We had a plethora of articles dropped today. We had waiver wires and an article by Pat. Um, covering the backfield in Arizona. My DFS article dropped as well today. Um, so you got tons of stuff, all other Chicago sports. Make sure you listen to all of our other fun podcasts. I'm sure the Bulls one is entertaining as shit right now. I am sure Buzz is losing his goddamn mind. Um, you know, just keep your eyes peeled for, you know, baseball. Uh, you know, even though it just officially ended tonight uh, with the World Series. Uh, you know, it's a good time. Uh, we got everything over there, so make sure you go to that. Make sure you also go to Twitter and follow all of us. You can follow me at Premier Amp. You can follow Edgar over at EdLeon52. You can also follow our fantasy page at FantasyHROnTap and the main page at OnTapSportsNet.
Um, you know, it it's going to be a good week here. I'm seeing a good week of fantasy football, Edgar. How about you? Oh, yeah. I'm about to kill all my eight leagues that I have in. So we'll if see. you win we'll in see. all eight leagues, you could trot that up as, as the victory for the year and just close it down. I mean, I'm then I, I won. If, if I win in all eight leagues, which is going to be really hard to do statistically, exactly. I want, I just want, just give me the money. All right. There you go. <laughs> um, so as we say here, guys, good luck this week. Have any questions, make sure you hit up up on Twitter um, or, or even in the article, as you know, we can uh, help everybody out. So from all of us here at fantasy hour on tap, good luck this week. Enjoy football and have a great week, everybody.